everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, June 19th, 2020, and I am your host, Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, alongside longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Happy Friday, Noel. Happy Friday. We're back together in the studio for the first time, long time, first time in like two weeks, but second time in like the last three months, so... It's know, exciting stuff. It feels good to start getting back on the on the same you know track here. It's better to see you in person than it is in over Zoom. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I took a shower for the occasion, you know, so I wouldn't smell bad when I came over here, and uh, feeling pretty good, feeling pretty great. All right, that's awesome. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thank you as always for joining us. Uh, we've got a good episode for you guys today. A little Friday fun, if you will. If you haven't heard the Red Wings released a seven-part documentary on the 2019-2020 season. I know, the moment you've all been waiting for. The documentary piece you've all been waiting to see. And they released it, uh, I believe, Wednesday night. I didn't know that that the people were clamoring for a seven-part documentary on a historically bad team so bad. <laughs> You know, I didn't I didn't know anything about it either. You texted me and told me that oh hey, by the way, a docu a seven part document I thought it was gonna be like the Jordan documentary in yeah. length. I'm like, why <laughs> why are they doing this? Like just an yeah. hour an episode. Yeah. But like luckily it was like eight minutes. Yeah, I know. I was like I was genuinely worried about that because I texted you and like committed to doing it and then I was like, I really should have checked to see how long the episodes were. Right. I mean <laughs> you know, it's about as long as I wish the actual Red Wings season was. So an hour? Yeah. Yeah. It's around there. Uh, just some programming notes before we get into that. Uh, we've got a very special announcement, and that is that your boys, me, Nolan, and him, Ethan, uh, are going to be hosting a live stream for the Lockdown NHL Network during next week's NHL Draft Lottery uh, where the Red Wings will have the top odds at the number one overall pick. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be doing a lot of silly shit. I'm excited for it. We're excited for it. Yes, we are. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, if there was ever a party to have, it, it's it's the last thing, the last bit of news that we're going to get until the playoffs are over. Yes. So, you know, you guys come out and join us. It's going to be a blast. And we'll- I don't know. We're trying to think of some fun shit to do yeah we are gonna have uh i mean we, i don't want to get too much into the details we might release you know some of some of what's going to be going on as next week kind of progresses and we're able to start nailing things down but uh I, I believe it's going to start about a half hour before the nhl uh actually goes live with its broadcast uh if you're watching in canada i believe it'll be on tsn if you're watching in the united states it should be on either nbc sports network or the nhl network uh i think we're going to start like I said, about 30 minutes before, start rolling in other hosts in that bottom seven area. We do a little smack talk, do a little uh, commiserating over the fact that some teams who just missed out of a top four spot in their respective conferences still have a shot at the number one overall pick. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to have a lot of different voices in there. And uh, over, sometime, I believe, early in the week, uh, we're also going to be doing a roundtable of misery. With the other Locked On Detroit hosts, so Matt Derry of Locked On Lions, Matt Shook of Locked On Pistons, Chris Cassiani of Locked On Tigers, and Will Hunter of Locked On Spartans. Speaking of Matt Derry from Locked On Lions, I did appear 
on that show yesterday, Thursday's episode, talking a little bit about the draft lottery, how landing that number one overall pick can help expedite the rebuild, and much, much more. So go check that out if you haven't done so already, but not until you're done here. Uh, I believe that's that's all the housekeeping that we have to get done for today. So let's get right into this documentary. And uh, what what was your initial initial thoughts on this? Like, I don't know if I was uh, I don't know if I was expecting more of a vibe of the you know Road to the Winter Classic or like the oil change documentary series that they did. The Oilers did from what I don't know, like twenty ten to thirteen or something. Yeah, whenever they thought they were about to get good. After right. they drafted Nail Yakupov. Oh, man. <laughs> God, Nail Yakupov. I just remember him sliding on the ice after, like, an, like a game-tying goal or something like that. He was electric. Of- he was electric. I wanted like Nail Yakupov to be good so badly. Dude, I think he just got traded in the KHL. Did he really? Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a bummer. Hey, man. At least he's <laughs> playing in Russia. I don't know what to tell you. All right, anyway. Um, yeah, I didn't know if, it was, if I wanted it to be more like that or... But it was just very, like, Red Wings-esque, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mean, like, that. I guess that's kind of the whole point. But, you know, my, my takeaway from it is I was like, oh, this is propaganda, which is fine. Like, you, you're, you put out a documentary on a historically bad season. You got all these young kids. You're not, like, obviously trying to uh, make them look bad or anything like that. But it was very, very, very not raw. I should say, in hockey documentaries in general, I think with guys that are still playing, maybe more so than any other sport, hockey players are unwilling to detract from the team, show personality. So it was really just, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how long it ran for uh, in total, but uh, it was just like an hour of just canned answers and stuff that you would see basically uh, in any sort of media scrum after a 5-2 loss. Yeah, like there, there was even like videos in the documentary that they had released on Twitter. Yeah, like after wins, I remember there was one like in the uh, in the locker room. Like I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And like, uh, there, like when there was when the line of guys were coming in, and a player that was injured was giving everybody high fives coming in. I'm like, I've seen this before. Yeah. And I'm not like ex- I wasn't expecting to see anything groundbreaking. Like, don't get me wrong, I had I, I had reasonable expectations uh, going into it. And, and plus, you have to think too, a lot of guys on that team are young guys trying to find their way, make their way in the NHL, trying not to rock the boat. But nonetheless, I just it was boring. It was boring. But I appreciate. <laughs> but I appreciated the premise of what they were trying to do. Going back to what we were saying about it was very canned. Like, wouldn't wouldn't you and wouldn't you guys want to hear? Wouldn't you guys want to see the frustration? I think so. Yeah. You know, like we we lived through this season and it was miserable for the fans. It we all know it was miserable in that locker room. Like, and I I, I get that they're they're only focusing on the wins and positives, but like. We we know that was about an eighth of the season. Yeah, it was it was everything that we saw. That was about an eighth of the season. Yeah, and I mean, like you mentioned, like, well, so like it it was the first three episodes or so uh, were were preseason. And my favorite part of this documentary actually happens within like the first two minutes of it, and that's when they're at last year's draft lottery, 
and they show Detroit Falls to number six, and they do the Ken Holland sad face. That was I. I love that they did include that. It was like the closest thing to like tongue in cheek, haha. The hey, the misery is kind of funny. This might as well happen to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was like Jim Halpert looking into the camera. They broke the fourth wall. Yeah, a little bit. yeah, that's a good one. That's but the most. It didn't really feel like a documentary. It felt more like a maybe like not necessarily a new segment, but maybe something that Fox Sports Detroit would put out, where you're just like, okay, we get it, like. You're with the team. You're not going to make a video that makes anybody look bad, but at the end of the day... The team was bad. Yeah. And they glossed over that fact, which we'll get more... They did. They glossed right over an eight-game losing streak and an 11-game losing streak like it like it was nothing. Yeah. It was just like, well, this happened during the season, but this one game in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to more of that in a second, because I do kind of want to continue talking about that. But, Ethan, when I was pulling up today, I noticed that your headlights were missing. Are you serious? Yeah. One second. Pause this. Dude, oh my god, you're right. I can't believe it. I know. I was shocked as you were. When did I... Oh, dude, what am I going to do? Well, I got some good news for you. Now, our friends at rockauto.com can take care of that almost immediately. All you have to do is go to their website, rockauto.com, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com, enter the make and model of your vehicle, and you'll be able to locate the specific headlight that you need to slap on your car within, like, eight seconds. It's they, it's an eight-second guarantee. You'll find everything you need in eight seconds. Dude, I'm going to go do it right now. You, as you should. And if you at home are listening and you realize that you're missing something from your car, or you need, you know, maybe uh, maybe, maybe your headlights aren't missing, you just need to spruce them up a little bit. Well, guess what? They can help with that, too. RockAuto.com has all the parts your car will ever need at reliably low prices. Now, what does that mean, that reliably low prices? Is that what, is that what you just signaled to me with that eyebrow raise when I was talking there? Yeah. So, chain stores, right, like the ones you, you probably typically go to to get your auto parts... Uh, before I told you about this amazing website, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. I think that's flat-out wrong, because rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, meaning that there's absolutely no reason for you to spend twice as much for the same exact parts. Now, when you take a look outside your window and realize all the things your car could use, I want you to do me a favor, head to rockauto.com, get it, get out, but right before you leave... Tell them that Locked On sent you. That's rockauto.com. They'll have reliably low prices, amazing selection, and all the parts your car will ever need. One more time. Say it with me. Rockauto.com. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Yeah. Rockauto.com. And when you're done fixing up your car or truck... And you're outside in the garage all day, working, getting your hands dirty, you know, getting that elbow grease all all, all up in you, you're probably going to be feeling a little bit sore. And you know what can help with that? You know what's helped with my soreness at the end of the day? I think I know you well enough to say Mima Remedies. You hit the nail right on the head, my friend. Now, Mima Remedies is a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD hemp oil and flour owned by Michigan State alums in Southwest 
Michigan residents. They've only got two ingredients, USDA-certified organic MCT oil derived from coconuts and CO2-extracted full-spectrum CBD from hemp organically grown in Oregon, where MEMA founder Brandon Denler got his start in the industry working with other Michigan State alums. Their CBD full-spectrum extract retains terpenes and flavor of hemp flour with no additives or flavoring. And here's the best part. All products are third-party lab-tested and always below 0.3% THC. Now, this has been my experience with it. I come home after a long day, body's not feeling too good, feeling a little sore, get down on some CBD, and within no time, I'm feeling better than a duck in a pond during the springtime. Uh, if you're looking for high-quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, Mima is a match made in Michigan. And right now, you can go to MimaRemedies.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and get 25% off your first order so that you can be feeling as good as I am. Once again, that is MimaRemedies.com, M-I-M-A, Remedies.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON for 25% off. You almost can't afford to not buy it. When you think about it, that's that's a lot of money off. Okay, so we have to look back at how they brushed over the rough patches in this season. Now, look, a lot of people out there are going to say, hey, you know what? They did what they could. It was a bad team, a historically bad team, and uh, they're essentially making videos as entertainment they're not going to shit on the team. I get that. Don't get me wrong. But, like, they go into the first three episodes, and it's, like, preseason. Uh, or it's, like, the draft lottery. Stevie coming in. Traverse City Prospects Tournament. They spent a decent amount of time on that, which the Red Wings coincidentally won. And then around episode three is when they, they actually start getting into the season. Now, they show opening night. Mantis four-goal game. It's this big, dramatic thing. Red Wings, you know, go on to win the next night in Nashville. They give that a nice expose. And then uh, it, maybe it was just me. Maybe it was my brain. Maybe I have to watch it again. But, like, the one thing that stood out to me is it was, like, this dramatic Lee Schreiber-type HBO, like, narration. And then the second that the fifth game of the season happened and they had finished, uh, you know, winners of three out of five, and then the narration just, like, sped up, like, 1.5 times. And they were like, and then uh, they lost eight in a row. Uh, you know how at the end of like antidepressant commercials, they have to like tell you that it might kill you. In like any medicine, like any yeah, medicine yeah, 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 yeah. May it, cause constipation. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like. Don't take this if you are pregnant. <laughs> to me, the the last four episodes of this documentary were basically like just devoted to the wins. Like you saw all wins in high definition clarity. They went over them pretty, pretty solidly. Yeah. A lot of Montreal and Boston on there. <laughs> That's a lot of what I remember, but you know, I, I remember they showed like one goal of uh Mantha's a couple times. And it, they really talked about Mantha. I was going to, I was, Weren't yeah. They, didn't they? Yes. I was actually going to bring that up because Anthony Mantha was a huge focal point of this little thing that they had going on. And Bert. I actually had in my notes here, I think it was, let's see, uh, episode four. Beat Boston, beat the Golden Knights. Hell yeah. Anthony Mantha hype piece. Red Wings go west, beat Anaheim. Three MF and wins in a row. And then the narrator goes, 
And then things take an ominous turn. The Wings lose their next 11 games. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and that's about how the season went, you know? I mean... Yeah, I mean, you know what? And then they pivoted very, very quickly to some more good times. They got the New Year's Eve win over the Sharks, another win over Montreal. And just like quickly, where all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're in mid-January here. And it's like showing that shootout win over the Senators where Bernier was magnificent. But I was like, oh, that was pretty quick. You know, I was really just waiting for the, like, I'm like, when's the coronavirus coming? Yeah, I'm just waiting for the like, because you know they do a good time of like you know a, a good job of kind of narrating where they are in the season. Yeah, and I'm like, oh wow, they are in February. I mean, it's coming. It's right around the corner. It just the last episode was like, hey guys, we're paused now. This is just about this, just about it. And it wasn't even like the entire you know episode two. The last episode It was like the last like four minutes that they're yeah. just like, yeah, that's about <clears throat> it. Though, uh, see you guys in ten months. To me, that was probably the most disappointing thing about the documentary because I think that's the most interesting thing about this season, like to kind of see the live reaction of, oh, they're in Washington. Oh, wow. Hey, if I mean, this is a supposed documentary. Like, Right, dude. They should be like in hotel rooms. Like, right. yeah, you know, I, I don't know what's Show going on. Show them getting on it's the bus back to Detroit. Right, exactly. The only thing that they had in there of players talking was uh, Glenn Denning and Larkin, I believe, and they were like at a press conference that was already posted on the internet. Like, that's that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Like, a lot of this is, it was just, it seems like it was just videos that they found throughout the season, and then they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's just... Let's throw something out for the fans, which I appreciate. I watched every episode. Yeah. I just wanted more. I just really miss sports. Yeah, no, me too. And then, like, even uh, even with the trade deadline, like, they glossed over that real quick. And here's the thing. This all comes back to me. Like, I I think I was just disappointed because it was it was posed as a documentary. And this was not a documentary by any means. It was a season in review from a media standpoint. For all intents and purposes. I don't know why they even broke it up into seven different videos. Yeah, I have revenue, bro. Oh, man, you're a smart guy. But anyway, like, they showed... Thank you. You're welcome. They showed Green (laughs) scoring a goal against Carey Price. And then, like, four minutes later, he's traded, and there's nothing. That's just it. Yeah, Anthony, I see you, too. Like, that's another thing that I was thinking, because we've talked about this before, when that all went down. You got these... Young kids on a vi- on a historically bad hockey team struggling, and then one of their good friends gets traded away. I would have liked to see the tiniest bit of like reaction on that that we haven't seen before. Just, we got oh, you know what we got? Sam Gagne talking about how he remembers how hard it used to be to play at Joe Louis Arena and the history behind the team and just what it means to be a Red Wing that we've heard from everybody that's ever come to this team ever. Yeah, a canned answer. That it's, uh, you know, just it's just very Red Wings esque, as I said before. It's just, yeah, yeah, you know, it's great to be here. Uh, And it's not necessarily, and you know what? Like, I think I don't want to like unfairly criticize the Red Wings specifically. Like, it's this is what teams do when they put out their productions and stuff like that. Like, what are you gonna say that hasn't already been said? But like. Just show us something. Yeah, give us personality. This sport is dying for personality. Mm-hmm. I'm and the Red Wings are have a ton of it from, like, what it appears to be. But, like, you never really 
ever how, see it. How many young people, how many young guys are on this team? Like, yeah. why are they all, like, shoehorned into this? Burt, to me, is one of the most fun man, guys in the man. NHL. His whole look, his style of play, the way he carries himself on the ice, and, like, nothing on him except for, you know, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. Uh, and then all of a sudden they don't, and he's like, you know, we're struggling, but we just got to find a way to get back on track. That's what every single person on this and team said. Yeah. It's like, that was where I was, I was expecting more than, you know, a season in review. It wasn't a documentary, like you said, it was just a little season in review. In just a second, we're going to wrap up this episode and finish it off by, uh, giving our review or our ratings and we should go on a cup rating. So one out of 11 cups. That's, that's how we'll do it. Uh, but first, BuiltBar.com, everybody. <laughs> I love them. You love them. And right now, they love you because they are giving you deals up to 50% off on the best-tasting protein bar on the market. If you go to your local gas station, if you go to the Sunoco or Speedway, whatever your gas station of choice is, I said Sunoco. I don't, I don't go to the Sunoco, but Sunoco, it's one of my favorite ones to say. Uh, There's a gas station in Colorado called Come and Go. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Say you go down to the local gas station and you want to get yourself a protein bar. You're going to go pick out your bar of choice, head to the counter, throw it on. The guy's going to go boop, and you're going to go $3 for a protein bar? But not at BuiltBar.com. And guess what? Those protein bars... Do not taste anywhere nearly as good as the one that you're going to be getting when you go to BuiltBar.com. Let me run through some of these flavors for you. We got German chocolate cake. Peanut butter. Coconut. Peanut butter brownie. Banana nut bread. Raspberry chocolate cream. Orange chocolate cream. Vanilla chocolate cream. Salted caramel chocolate. All right, you guys got it. Uh, and, and, I mean, like, the possibilities are unless you can also get a mix and match box that comes with 15 different flavors and 18 bars. Like, that's – if you want to talk variety, it's the spice of life, as they say, you're going to want to go to BuiltBar.com. And right now, when you buy one box, you get 15% off. Two boxes, 30% off. If you get four or more boxes of Built Bars – you're going to get 50% off. You're never going to have sticker shock again when you go to the gas station, get yourself a protein bar. You're going to be health conscious on the go, but you're going to be able to bring it from home, save yourself a stop, and save yourself a lot of money, which is the most important thing these days. Nothing wrong with meal prepping, people. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order on top of these incredible deals. One more time. Say it with me, Ethan. BuiltBar.com. Promo, Promo code, code locked, locked on, on for $10 off. $10 off. Okay, one more thing that I want to bring up before we get into our final grade of the documentary. And this is just a thought that I had while I was watching it. I wonder if there's ever been a time where there's been so many games in between wins that like they forget who the previous player of the game was to like give the game puck out. Yeah, and Team Rasov went like, all right, guys, one game win streak, nice job. Let's let's keep it going. Oh, but I would just like imagine them sitting there like, did Bernie have it last time? No, I know, no, because no, last win, let's see. What was that? No, because he that? got it uh, two months ago in Ottawa. No, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gave it to, who'd he give it to? Athens, oh, he's not here anymore. You know? Yeah. I'd like to imagine that. Last show was like, get the, get the box score. Get the box score. I don't know <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so I, we'll do this rating system 1 to 11. One cup, two cup, three cup, four cup, etc., etc., all the way up to 11 cups. What do you give it out of 11 cups? Okay, um, I'm going to... Jesus. I'll go with... I'll go with six... Can I go with six and a half cups, or does it have to be I was, a Yeah, cup? I was going to go four and a half cups, actually. Okay, I'll go with six and a half just because they gave me something to watch. I miss sports a lot, and it actually made me happy sometimes when I saw them win. It was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I'd say it's about, I think six and a half is a good, a fair score. I think I think the only reason why, and here's the reason why I'm going to grade mine at four and a half. We didn't see anything new. We didn't see anything cool. There was nothing really interesting, that interesting about it. And it wasn't a documentary, which it was hyped as. When I was reading about it on, like, DetroitNews.com and MLive.com, like, it, I remember the headline specifically saying documentary. And it just wasn't a documentary. So they set false expectations. Therefore, they'll have to deal with the low score. But I do agree. It was nice to, to you know, see some wins, kind of relive some of those good times. Uh, yeah. It, can't complain about free content, I guess, in this day and age. No, and no. The, we're living in the age of Rona. Right. I mean, hey, just are we past like giving the coronavirus nicknames now? Is that not funny anymore? Um, I just kind of ro- I kind of was riding with Rona virus. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Just got the Rona. It's not like something to be funny. Like, and not not even calling it that to be funny. Just I just don't want to say coronavirus. Yeah, or COVID. COVID nineteen is. You take bad. yourself too seriously if you say COVID. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we got for you guys for today's Friday episode. We sure would like to give you guys a very genuine thank you for joining us. Uh, if you haven't watched the documentary, make sure you go do that. I know we didn't give it the best review, but you know it was something to watch. You're, I, I think you'll appreciate it as a Red Wings fan. As some, listen, if you're locked on to the Red Wings at this day and age, if you're with us in this day and age, then you're gonna. Then you, chances are you're probably gonna like this. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have the same thoughts as we did. Yeah. If you guys do have any thoughts, feel free to head on over to Twitter. Follow us at LO underscore Red Wings and tweet us what you think. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What was your grade out of 11 cups? I got four and a half. He's got six and a half. Let your voice be heard. Tell us how many cups. Uh, Be on the lookout, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, for that Detroit roundtable of misery. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And then, as I mentioned... Be on the lookout for the details on the NHL Draft Lottery live stream that we'll have coming to you around 7.30 next Friday. Uh, I'm sure we'll update you guys on the show as things go on. Uh, And you can hear all that by subscribing. We got your team every day, and pressing that subscribe button is the only way to make sure that you don't miss a second. We'll see you guys Monday.